It's show 17 of the RIM Pro Report. Today, Rob Alston, president of Access Information Management. Plus, we'll also look at the news, mount your horses, and get ready to ride. Hello. 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 Welcome to the RIM, RIM, RIM Pro Report, the one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. That's just them. The show is full of interesting information, stories, yes, important product and service reviews, yes, and a cast of industry characters included. Yes. <laughs> Record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is for you. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Yeah, it's me, it's Tom. I want to welcome you back to the show. Hello. Hello. Yep. Yep. Looks like we've got some stooges in the uh, studio today. I, I'm not quite sure why they showed up of all days, but the stooges seem to be uh, hanging around. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Yeah, apparently Larry believes he's doing a show today, and I'm not quite sure why, but hey, you know, ultimately I'm glad you're here. Really glad. Thanks for taking the time to listen to these shows. I got some amazing responses to last week's show with Corey Fitzy. Wasn't that a... Man, if you didn't listen to last week's show, then go back uh, to rimproreport.com and listen to last week's show with Corey Fitzy. What a great show. That kid is uh, amazing. What What a great story. And you know, even the week before with Bill Blyle, what a great show that was. I had some such cool responses from Bill Blyle's show. Uh, because a lot of people who are in startup mode sent me emails saying thank you for those two shows specifically because it reminded them and kind of gave them some hope in terms of what they're doing in the world. So, uh, by the way, Corey's show last week blowing the doors off uh, in terms of of listens. Man, I, I track all the times people listen to the show, and that show is just like zooming like crazy. So I don't know if Corey's got all of his uh, college friends listening, but uh, that was a great show and lots of people listening. So thank you to uh, both Bill and Corey for those uh, shows a couple of weeks ago. But today, hey, some exciting news today. Uh, we're talking with someone who's in a very different place than in startup role. We're actually going to be talking to Rob Alston of Access Information Management today. And they are, as you are probably well aware, one of the largest rim service companies out there. I've watched Rob and Access and uh, Dennis and the whole team there, but uh, man, they're they're a uh, they're aggressive. They're doing some really cool things, and they are making things happen out there. And I believe today's call will be a great call with Rob. So I'm extremely thankful for the opportunity to chat with him uh, in the show today. I've got a full list of questions to ask Rob, and I know I promised to kind of stay in the 30 minute range, but. Uh, when I, I get uh, the opportunity and I've got lots of questions on my list, uh, we might take a little longer today. So what I want to do, though, is get right to the news, and then we can get right into that interview with Rob. So what do, what do you say to that? Are, are we okay with that? How may I, in all humble servitude, be of assistance? Oh, Lily, um, well... Can you get Rob Alston on the line? I'm going to just run through the news right now, and if you could get Rob Alston on the line and ready to go, I'll run through this news as quickly as possible, all right? (music) 
Well, here we go. PRISM has the Data Protection Workshop in Winston-Salem next week. Lots of people are headed that way. So if you're interested and you haven't signed up to be a part of that event, the Data Protection Workshop, then uh, make sure you get down there. The tour of data chambers alone is probably worth the list, but man, great list of presenters. And the sessions there will be extremely valuable. Data protection uh, continues to evolve at a rapid pace, and if that's an area that you're interested in, I, I know I've talked to a lot of people over the last week who are heading that way, so uh, if you want to be involved in that, get get going, get uh, involved. PRISM is also doing a Fundamentals Records Management Workshop in Phoenix, December 8th and 9th. This is typically for uh, starters in the industry, but seems like uh, lots of people show up to those, so that's in December. You can check out the PRISM website for both of those events. Hey, some recent acquisitions that uh, showed up in the last week. Access acquired the records management business from Beacon's Arcadian San Diego locations. I'm going to ask Rob Alston about that later in the show. Cornerstone Records Management also announced today that it's completed the acquisition of the assets of the Denver, Colorado-based The Better Shredder, uh, which is a provider of secure document destruction services in the greater Denver area. So a couple acquisitions to note this week. Iron Mountain has just formally launched and announced its new blog, and uh, I might suggest you keep your eye on it. Just officially gone live, it already has a pretty solid foundation of posts by its three primary authors. As an aside to you in this, and I realize this is not the news, but as an aside, check out a a video I did from the O'Neill Conference earlier this year on my site, tomadams.com, on the critical importance of content as a powerful tool in your ongoing web marketing arsenal. Uh, Iron Mountain has a, a pretty solid presence on the web, but they're adding a whole blogging feature to what they're doing. And uh, I am convinced that content is the key to success in the web world. And uh, watch what they're doing with a uh, both critical eye, not that you can be like them, because just hiring three primary authors uh, for their website is uh, pretty significant in and of itself. But the, the whole concept around creating content that is your own content on your own site is powerful. Uh, another interesting note, Iron Mountain achieved AAA NAID certification for all of its North American operations uh, end of September. This, I think, continues to set the standards as the default criteria for destruction vendors. So um, that's an interesting uh, new uh, development. I I think it's been coming for a while, but it's interesting to note that it's now finally occurred. Hey, uh, on the Nade front, Nade just announced a brand new video that will be used as a legal a legally required training tool for employees of Nade member customers. Uh, Bob Johnson suggests that the video will prepare the employees to understand why information destruction is important and why compliance with the company's destruction program is crucial to their jobs. After viewing this new film video, employees will have a better basis by which to appreciate the policies and procedures of their employers. So way to go, Nate, on development of that for their members. AIM has just announced a completely virtual electronic records management training program. Bob Larave, the uh, director and industry advisor for AIM, cites that AIM has seen an increased demand for training and a decrease in the available travel funds to bring students to live training venues. Uh, Though AIM does have online self-study programs, not everyone is suited to that style of learning, he suggests, so they've begun to introduce a series of virtual classes that extend their current offerings, providing more flexibility for their students. 
Hey, and finally, Halloween is just a couple of weeks away. Don't forget, you should be doing something to leverage that event in your business, in your marketing. I spoke about that last week. And for the record, Thanksgiving, American style. I just celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving in Canada, but American style is, uh, you know, hitting us pretty quickly. So if you don't use Halloween, then make sure you start taking advantage and preparing for the marketing opportunities afforded you by Thanksgiving this year. I can't stress that enough. Uh, Dates in the calendar work to your advantage. Use them. Hey, if you have news, uh, if you have events, if you have things going on in your company, your business, uh, please let me know. I'm interested. We'd love to hear from you and pass it on. I know nothing. Nothing. Oh, dear, Sergeant Schultz knows nothing, but he's uh, in town as well today. So I think that's the news, and I I realize that Sergeant Schultz has nothing more, and uh, that's the end of the news for us. So let's hope Lily Tomlin has uh, got Rob on the line, and let's go see if we can chat with him. As I suggested earlier, I'm pleased to have Rob Alston, President of Operations and Business Development at Access Information Management on the line. Rob, you there? Aloha. Hey, Rob, you're in Hawaii today. I am in Hawaii today. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining us on the RIMPRO Report. It's good to talk to you. You started out in Hawaii. Tell me a little bit about the, the genesis of you being in the records management industry. You know, I love telling the story, but I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. In 1998, I started a self-storage company, a portable self-storage company called Portavox Storage, similar to what Pods does, exactly the same thing. And we were asked by a client to store file boxes, and we were short on cash, and we were saying yes to everything and anything uh, if they were going to pay us. And so we bought some rack, stored some boxes, Shortly thereafter, realized that was a fantastic revenue stream that wasn't going away, and aggressively pursued. Uh, we bought O'Neill Software and then aggressively pursued the uh, hard copy storage market here in Hawaii. And we grew the business pretty quickly over three years, and then got some real momentum when we acquired our our largest competitor giving us essentially 45% of the market share in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah, and after about three years, we had grown that business. We had doubled it in size, uh, a little bit more than doubled it in size in three years. We had uh, two other business partners, and uh, we were all young, aggressive, and connected in Hawaii, meaning we had grown up here and our parents had grown up here or had spent significant time doing business here. And uh, that's when we were approached by Access. Okay. And we viewed our, you know, basically the sale of the assets and my partnership with Access at that time as the opportunity to bring somebody on board who had uh, better resources, more industry experience, who could help us run the operation better and service our clients better. And, uh, Ultimately, I have said this many times, that selling my business to Access was the best thing I've ever done. So that you were one of the early acquisitions by Access. I was the second acquisition okay. 45 days after the first acquisition. So literally, Access did two acquisitions nearly back-to-back, 45 days apart. And so I've been uh, with Access. I, it's, I, I think it's fair to say that uh, I'm employee number two at Access now. Uh, 
I'm not sure that uh, we may have a few maybe people that have stuck around from the uh, first acquisition in Northern California, but Mike Schwab claims number one, employee number one, and I, I, I sort of stake the claim as employee number two. Cool. So uh, that was so you you got you got purchased and became part of Access. What year was that? That was in 2005, February of 2005. So you're five years, just over, well, five and a half years into that, and you are now co-president, um, president operations and business development. Is is that co-president thing kind of like it was in high school? You know, high school always seems to have a co-president thing going on. Is that kind of what it's you, like? You know, I, 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 no, not really. Oh, okay. um, I, there, there's a true division in our responsibilities with with the size of our organization, uh, including our sister company Oasis in Europe, right? Um, we really needed somebody who could focus on the finance and the strategy piece of the business, which is dealing with lenders, dealing with acquisition valuations, dealing with the, the lawyers and the negotiation process, and uh, and everything involving uh, the lenders and the lawyers, really. And that's and, a full-time and, job. And then, uh, yeah, and, and really it's an analyst's job, yeah. and that's, that's John Chendo. John yeah. Chendo is the co-president of Finance and Strategy for Access, Yeah, and he uh, used to work for our private equity backer. He, he really started the company with Dennis in 2004 uh, as Housatonic was backing Access to go and do some acquisitions. Right. And... He decided to, to branch from Housatonic and join Access as the position essentially became, made itself available as we grew outside of our current resources. Right. And, uh, and so John really sort of straddles the pond a bit. When I say straddles the pond, I mean that he spends quite a bit of his time dealing with our European company, Oasis, um, and the same sort of finance and strategy issues there that he does here in the U.S. Okay. And so my presidency at uh, Access is really, you know, I run the day-to-day organization uh, and really all of the operations, P&L management, and then the business development side. So all of the uh, sales and marketing programs. Cool. So uh, that that obviously has been. Can you have a could you have imagined, you know, six seven years ago back when you were uh, building the Hawaiian operation that you'd be uh, president of Access today? The day that I sold Access, I said to Dennis, "I'll give you one year, and that's it." Really? Yep. And uh, and he said, "Oh, well, we'll see." And I said, <laughs> "No, yeah, I'll give you one year." Really. And yeah, surprisingly, uh, you know, five and a half years later, I am having a ball. We we all at Access, and I will speak for many of the uh, executives at Access, we all work very, very hard, Yeah. but we all are very passionate about what we do. We yeah. have a lot of fun. Uh, we're all like-minded people. We can have fun together. We can have fun with others, and uh, you know, we, we've got some nice, nice things to celebrate all the time. You know, we've we've grown nicely. We've done some great accretive acquisitions, and uh, we've just remained true to our strategy, which is 
grow by acquisitions and and and, inter- and you know aggressive internal growth through through new sales and we've been knock on wood successful on all fronts yeah. so you you've just actually done some more acquisitions recently i think you guys uh, put out on the in the uh, wires this week that uh, you just uh, bought the record storage operations of beacons in arcadia and san diego that's correct. So that's we also did. We also did two acquisitions in Hawaii, uh, a shredding acquisition, SIH LLC, and also certain uh, certain assets of SIH LLC, and also uh, Recycling Solutions, which was a recycling arm of SIH LLC of the shredding operation. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we uh, we continue to grow in leaps and bounds. So, in your role, you you said that you're you're sort of managing the day to day operations. How has the integration of all these different companies progressed? How how are you? You know, is, you know, is I, that that is uh, it falls under my 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 department of responsibility to integrate the acquisitions. We have a a very detailed template for acquisition integration at this point. Uh, we do pre-close calls with a select group of people, then we do post-close calls with a select group of people for a period of time, hmm. and uh, you know until everything on that checklist is done. And so, I would say that our acquisition integration process is good and continuously improving, hmm. and uh, we are very well standardized across all of our branches now uh, in many different ways. I mean, we've got really great standard operating procedures. We do you know, complete facility audits internally. We have somebody who handles our director of safety, security, and standards. Uh, Cheryl Pearson does internal facility audits and SOP training uh, twice a year at each branch. Wow. And uh, she's a very valuable resource. That's a very valuable thing to be able to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, it And it seems to me like the, the footprint continues to grow nicely. You've, you've got a really um, well-positioned footprint. How does the – do you have sort of a goal to, to sort of build across the U.S., or are you still sort of focused on West Coast as your primary yeah. location? Yeah, that's a very interesting question, and we, we question ourselves that every day. I think it's just a matter of the right opportunity. Okay. Ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to math for us, and and there are a number of things that factor into the equation. Always, you know, we always prefer to do an acquisition in an existing market. Right. Uh, there's a lot more synergies to gain from doing an acquisition that's in an existing market. If we want to enter a new market, a number of things factor in. Um, it has to be of a certain size. <clears throat> you know, we we can't justify moving into a new market for something that's you know really less than a million dollars in revenue, and it really we'd like it to be two million in revenue, hmm. um, and because it's hard for it to support itself. Right. Um, you know, we've we've done some that are close to some of our core markets. So Atlanta is a core market, and then we bought a business in Tallahassee. Well, the business in Tallahassee, we didn't really view that as a huge departure because it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive and is overseen by our existing general manager in uh, in Atlanta. So okay. you know, the, 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 the expansion of our footprint is something that we 
consider very cautiously. Right. Okay. And uh, and we love to pursue in market opportunities, but we're you know we're constantly looking. There's uh, what we, what we've stayed away from uh, is you know getting involved in a lot of competitive bid situations, which have come up lately. You know we're not uh, we're uh, we're not the ones that are going to be the highest bidder. When it comes to a bid, a deal that's going out to bid through a broker, hmm. and uh, unless it's extremely accretive in in-market in acquisition for us, but into a new market, there are other competitors that are more aggressive about gaining footprint than we are. Okay, and and it seems think, to be we think it's we're, we're, sorry to no, interrupt Tom, but 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 for us it's just about math. Yeah, and we're value-based buyers, and and we will continue to stick to our core formula on how we value an acquisition, and we know what we think uh, we should be paying, and we'll right. stick within that range. And if it doesn't work for the buyer or if it doesn't work for the seller, then that's okay with us. So growth by acquisitions is a strong part of what you're doing, and, you, and you're making you know, obvious headway there. It seems like you know, every, every month or so there's news that you guys have grown another, another, by, by another acquisition. But it seems to me that you're also very strong on what you're doing internally to grow the, the business. Um, tell me some of the cool things you're doing internally at Access to really move this thing forward. You know, we've done some really cool things, and I'm glad you asked. Uh, we completely revamped our sales compensation and commission plan a year ago to make it a lot more incentive-based hmm. uh, rather than base salary heavy, which I think is a smart thing for any organization to do if you really want people to to go out and close deals. They need to be incented to earn money to do so, and it's you know, it's got to be painful for them if they're not closing the deals. Well, and that's a huge part of the dilemma, I think, in this industry is how, how, to, how to structure that. So you, you, have you seen a definite improvement when you've made it highly incentive-based? Yeah, uh, we have. We have seen improvement. Um, you're going you're, you're to have winners and you're going to have losers, obviously. You know, right. we, we're, we're churning through our team and what we're – so – we're churning through the team, and we're you know we're, we've got some people, and we've had some attrition. People that under the new system just be, became clear they weren't performers. We're under the previous system, and the way we were measuring, you know, it was it was hard to tell whether they were really succeeding or not. So we've got now clear-cut measurements on many different levels from not only activity and productivity, but just. How much revenue do they bring in? How much right. recurring revenue do they bring in? And we measure that and monitor it on a, on a weekly and monthly basis. And they, they've got an aggressive quota, and they're held to that quota um, on a quarterly basis. Hmm. It, uh, it certainly has motivated some to perform at a higher level because they see uh, very clearly there's uh, a lot of money to be made if they really, really perform. Hmm. Mm, that's cool. It, yeah, it, and I want to one one other thing that we've done in the sales and marketing program is uh, you know, Michael Schwab, who's been, as I mentioned previously in this call, he's employee number one, Dennis's first hire, has become our EVP of business development. Yeah, and has uh, sort of become our top account manager, and also our elephant hunter, if you will, yeah. working on closing uh, large deals 
and uh, and we we've had great success with that. We've uh we're moving to to close on an additional uh gosh, this year alone new boxes between 300 and 400,000 cubic feet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very cool. So as as you And sorry, I wanted to clarify that that's that's on Mike's numbers alone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah been very productive very cool and he that that's the elephant stuff that's the big the big catch yeah those are the big deals you know one that was one hundred and ten thousand boxes another one that was eighty thousand a couple of others in the 20 and 30 and 40 range i mean just really knocking down some big wins so uh interestingly enough you guys uh ranked in the ink uh the ink listing last month so congratulations on that Thank you. That was surprising to us, or to me anyway. Yeah, that's uh, very cool. But I, I guess the interesting thing to me is uh, you're growing by acquisitions, you're growing by sort of strong internal selling processes. How has the what many consider a tough economic condition or climate affected what's happening at Access? You know, I think it's affected us in a lot of the same ways it's affected others. I just don't know that others have responded the same way. You know, I think we were we were pretty quick to respond uh, when the, there was the initial downturn. Uh, we did some reorganization. We tightened we tightened things up. Uh, we really looked and streamlined our expenses. And this was really heading into the recession before the fiber market crashed. We right. we, we kind of had a we sniffed it out a bit yeah. um, ahead of time and made some cuts. Some pretty significant cuts, and then, uh, and then you know you had the client fallout uh, during the real dip in the market when you had specific industries, you know, mortgage and title companies specifically, yeah. just oh, yeah. basically disappearing off the face of the earth in one day. Oh yeah, and so everyone was stuck with you know some inventory, and and uh, now thankfully, according to California law, once it's been abandoned, redeemed, abandoned, we can legally destroy it and 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 not be held liable uh basically we've got a safeguard for that yeah a safe haven so um you know we, we we've dealt with that we've dealt with the bankruptcies we really also ratcheted down on our accounts receivable and what we saw was we actually decreased our our outstanding ar on a daily average and, and on a DSO basis, we've decreased it by 15 days over the last wow. uh, 20, 22 months. That's significant. It is, but 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 you know we 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 sank resources in to do so when we thought that it was an important thing to do at that time, and it's it's we believe paid dividends. Oh, very cool. So from your unique vantage point, and we've talked about sort of your history in the industry, your role at Access, uh, the dominant, uh, you know, a relatively dominant position in the industry, what are the trends that you watch personally? What are the things that interest you the mo- most in terms of, of what's happening in the broader world that tend to get, get your attention? Um, well, first I want to address, I hope we're not dominant. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to think of us as a market leader, but we're certainly not a, a dominant market leader. I think we, we, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to be thought of as, uh, as a progressive company than, than a dominant company. Okay. Uh, but that aside, 
Um, you know, what, what piques my interest now is uh, obviously imaging and scanning is number one, something that we've put some resources to and talk about on a month-to-month basis. Um, but it, it, it's not providing the returns that we would had hoped. Hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty specific uh, function to perform. You know, right. it, it's, it's job specific. Yeah. And, and, and so you really need to, I think, invest in uh, an individual who's going to be a director of imaging and scanning for a company of our size anyway. Mm. Right? Because we need to, excuse the quote, but we need to, to boil the ocean. We need to get all of our operations imaging and scanning today. And if we're going to roll it out, we need to roll it out everywhere. Right. We can we can attempt to pilot it, pilot it in one market, but then you still have to have this expert, and so that would uh, be a couple of different things from how that'd be a departure from how we normally do business in a couple of ways. One, we don't have any managers of any product line. In other words, we don't have any director. Oh, okay. We don't have a director of hard copy storage. Right. We don't have a director of shredding, and we don't have a director of media vaulting. But all of a sudden, we would consider having a director of imaging. Hmm. You know, it might make sense. The other thing that goes hand in hand with that is the sales force. It's a completely different sales pitch. It's yeah. a completely different education. Yeah. And if if I were operating in Hawaii alone, still as an entrepreneur, I would probably be doing a lot more scanning than we are today as access, because I know that I would be able to sell it myself. Right. I would have learned it, and you know, but. But now that now that you know our efforts our efforts continuously are to boil the ocean and you know it uh, it makes the it makes the investment more significant and therefore like I said previously you know it's all about math for us and we are always looking for the return on the investment and uh, and we we've struggled with that model to to make it work with having to make a significant investment in somebody who's going to be a director of imaging. And don't get me wrong, we've seen our imaging revenue grow every month, just very modestly. Hmm. You know, I, I, I had hoped for a, for a steeper curve in, in, or, or a steeper, even just steeper line right. uh, across the year of our revenue growth in imaging and scanning, and, and it just hasn't been there. Um, hmm. you know, we, we'd, we'd like to... Uh, Explore that more, but we you know, we continue to have success in our core businesses, which uh, we consider imaging and scanning one of our four core. But you know, we still are are getting having wild success with hard copy records management, secure destruction services, and data protection services. Hmm. So the the world necessarily isn't changing as fast as the the hype out there seems to suggest. Although there's definite movement in the marketplace. Yeah, well, there's definite movement in the marketplace. There's definitely been, I think, what you know people have dubbed sort of the year of destruction, and what what was uh, just a simple, ig- simply ignored line item at the corporate level uh, on the expense side was records management. Um, has now become linked to things like uh, compliance, yeah, uh, and that's caused a problem, and it's created a sense of urgency with a lot of executives who 
uh, are now paying attention to their compliance and the records retention program, which I think has created some of what we've seen hmm. uh, in this year of destruction. So some slowdown in net accretion, but there are still a lot of accounts that are growing quicker. And that there's, you know, obviously, as you can tell, we're winning big business. There's lots of business unvended and vended. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's that's there in the market. Yeah. Question. You, you, if five years ago, five and a half years ago, you did not sell to access and from your vantage point today, what would you go back and tell Rob five and a half years ago to do in the marketplace or to be prepared for? What would you tell him five and a half years ago to make his business successful back then? Barring the fact that you sold to access, let's assume you didn't. What would the the Rob today who knows what? There's a very interesting question, Tom, and I have a a great answer for this question. Okay. I would tell Rob to use Prism as a resource more. I would tell Rob to pay attention to what's happening, pay attention to what literature Prism is offering, get involved in Prism more, and learn more from other Prism members. Hmm. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm running for the prison board this year is uh, I just want to increase participation. I want to increase membership. And I want PRISM ultimately uh, to have greater output and greater influence on its members because I think having a unique position where I've seen hundreds of companies and valued them for, for acquisition you know, people are still making some fundamental mistakes, and uh, they're not optimizing value in their business. And I'd love to see everybody optimizing the value in their business. It, just, hmm. it creates a better market for everybody when we're doing things right, and everybody's doing things right. So I guess officially you've you've just stated that you're running for the uh, prison board. So congratulations. Way to go. Thank I, you. I, I think that's I, I know, fabulous. I, 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 I didn't get weeded out in the nomination process and actually made it onto the ballot for an at-large seat. So cool. I am, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I hope, uh, I hope I have the honor of serving on the prison board in the coming years. Well, based on, on you know, my history of knowing you, I think you'd be a, an excellent uh, person in that role. So uh, good luck in that whole process. And to, to me, the point coming out of that is, uh, if you're a PRISM member, and I know we have members from NAID and other associations listen, but if you're a PRISM member, make sure you vote uh, for the, um, the the next round of directors for the board. So, yeah, hey, it's, due, it's due November 1st, folks. The, uh, so the, get it out there. All are due by November 1st. And please, please pay, place your vote. Each vote counts. Yeah. Hey, a couple of quick questions for you as we, we end the program. These, these are uh, more, you know, you as a person, and thank you for sharing so much of what you're doing with Access and your own uh, stuff. But these are just a couple of quick questions. Uh, sure. What's you know? You ever watch the Actor Studio? I never. Well, they even they, heard of the Actor. Okay, studio. the Actor Studio is a show that this guy, um, you know, interviews famous actors and actresses. Oh, I have, and I have asks, heard of it. Ask yeah, those absolutely, questions absolutely. at the end. So I'm going to ask you a couple. What I call the Rim Actor Studio. <laughs> okay. So, so here, just off the top of your head, for you, what's the perfect vehicle? You know, I like a big SUV. I can't help it. I know it's not good for the economy, but I just, I need a lot of stuff. I need surfboards and snowboards and golf clubs, and I got to put my kids in there, and 
I just need room and I need stuff, and I like big SUVs. All right. So it would probably be, um, if I could uh, if I could upscale it, it'd be probably like a an Escalade or a Suburban or uh, a Yukon of some sort. All right. What profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Um, I wish I had the skills to do either professional surfing or professional snowboarding, but that was determined very, very long ago, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, you know, and then other than that, you know, we're going to continue doing, uh, doing what we're doing. I, I, I think the value-based model uh, means that you know, we'll continue to, to look at other opportunities. We've, looked, we've uh, expanded to Oasis, and I consider that, you know, a, an expansion of my career, and I think we're going to continue to expand our careers that way through our management group with John, Dennis, and I. Cool. What's your favorite word right now? Blue. I'm, I'm sitting here staring at the Hawaiian Ocean, and it is a beautiful blue. Okay. If you could do lunch with one person you've never met but greatly admire, who would it be? This is my true Hawaiian roots coming out. Uh, it would probably be Duke Kahanamoku, the, the kind of the guy who sent surfing around the world, but was also an Olympic athlete and swimmer and water polo player. Very cool. Uh, if you had sort of a lot of people apparently have a list in their head of things they want to do before they die, not suggesting anything, but what's the current priority on that list right now? got to be honest with you it's it's spend time with my family i've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old and i uh i still travel a lot yeah i I moved to the mainland uh so that uh i would have not have to travel so much so i could be closer to headquarters and uh have found myself traveling you know uh, an equal or more amount in the last month and a half and I don't see that slowing down for the next month and a half and when the three-year-old you know starts saying he wants to come with you and is able to communicate his disappointment in you leaving and also equally his excitement when you return it uh, it, it really starts to sting a yeah bit. oh I bet last question and it kind of relates to your answer on that one are you at heart a mainlander or an islander I am a I am a Howley on the outside only. I am a local boy through and through. Oh yeah, way to go! Well, Rob, thank you so much for the time you've spent with us. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I I am grateful for the time you've spent. I know you're crazy busy, but thanks for sharing a little bit about your life, uh, the work you're doing at Access, and for some of the other stuff. So continued success. Uh, good luck in the elections, and uh, we're cheering for you. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, there you go. Another show completed and finished for the week. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Special thanks to Rob Alston for uh, taking the time to chat with us today from Hawaii. I am looking forward to more really cool um, conversations with industry people in the upcoming week. So stay tuned. You can always uh, subscribe to the emails that we send out to let you know a new show is online. We do that every week before the show is launched. If you want to subscribe via iTunes, via 
via any of the different methodologies we have on the site, just check that out on rimproreport.com. Again, thanks for being here. Let us know if there's anything that comes up in your life that you'd be interested in sharing with us. We are happy to have and be a part of the industry and would love to share that with others who are a part of it as well. So, hey, have a great week. Appreciate you being here and we'll talk soon. Over and out. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com where you can find show archives and a whole lot more. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Incorporated. Join us again soon.